What's up, everybody? Welcome back to season four's premiere of Just Jada Podcast. Does anything look a little different to you? Okay, boom. So anyway, if you are watching or if you are listening to the audio of it, I suggest you, I highly suggest you go to the YouTube video to watch that as well. Um, because you're going to see something, some new changes, some new um, setup equipment, some new... It's giving very much studio production in here, and I just want y'all to really be able to see it because your girl worked hard on it. First of all, I went to the beach on Saturday. It was really hot, really fun. Um, I actually went by myself because I think going to the beach by yourself is just very therapeutic. So I was like, yeah, let me go, whatever. Came back, took a shower, and got right to work on the studio. And when I tell you I was in the heat, sweating bullets for like four hours trying to put all this together, trying to clean everything up, trying to put everything in order for my next couple, you know, episodes and all that stuff. So I think we did a good job. I got this sign as my, as a birthday present. So shout out to the gift giver. Thanks, babe. Um, and I was just like, I need something more simple. Um, I think my last backdrop, last time I just had a backdrop up, last season, actually, I should say, I just had a backdrop up. There was no lights. There was no, you know, studio effect, but I just had my backdrop and I think that was cool for what I was trying to do. That was cool for the moment. That was, you know, it was good. I think I just was like, you know what? I need to step it up. I feel like every season I need to do something different. Every season I need to come harder. And I think this was definitely my way of doing it because I don't know if y'all can actually see, but I have my chair here and then there's another chair here in case I wanted to have a guest. And there's another microphone microphone here in case I wanted to have a guest as well. Sorry, I had to. But yeah, I have two microphones, two chairs, all of this. So it's just more convenient for me collabing with people. And then on the other side of the phone, which you guys can't see, which I'll show everything at the end. But on the other side of the phone, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put two chairs here just in case I have like um, friends that want to watch or anybody else that actually wants to be on the show, but just not front and center can be back there. And I'll have a camera facing me like I do now and a camera facing them so that I can just interchange it when they start to talk. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's going to be, it's, it's giving a really good atmosphere in here. And I'm really excited about it because I think there was just, there was just something that I needed to make me feel good. You know what I'm saying? I went to look at office spaces right after the show ended, the season ended um, last season. I went to look at office spaces. I went to look at warehouses, all of that. And I think right now putting my money into, I'm trying to think smarter, not harder. And I'm trying to really um, monopolize off of this brand here and I'm trying to really do creative and smart um, business decisions so I think me putting all my money and time into a warehouse first of all would have been too big for me because this is really all I need I don't even have like merch or anything yet like really to <laughs> sell and everything so warehouse would be too big for me um an office space would be cool yeah cool yeah sure but then I would have to you know what I'm saying like this is so convenient because it's in my house this is literally in my garage literally in my own little area. I'm going to get a door here to, that closes it off so that it could literally just be my little area. Um, so I think right now I'm just trying to make the smartest business decisions that I can. And of course, obviously, you know, one day I do want to branch out and get my own warehouse. And, you know, when this is bigger than what it is right now, I haven't even made a year yet. So I don't want to put all my money into a warehouse and then turn around and be like, you know what? Fuck this podcast shit. I don't fuck with it. I don't want to do it. Um, which I doubt would happen, but I'm not gonna lie, last the ending of last season, I was I think I really rushed everything. I rushed the season finale, I rushed all of that to just get it out for you guys so that I wasn't like prolonging pro prolonging that season. So I think, like I said, I was rushing it. I was trying to just get out content so that I didn't feel 
inconsistent. And I know usually I take a two-week break in between my seasons. And I think this time it was maybe maybe a month or maybe three weeks it was. But it was definitely longer than two weeks. And I think it was good for me to take that time because, one, I got my head together all the way. And, two, it just gave me time to do all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, you know, setting it up, getting new lighting, getting new microphone stands, all of that stuff. Um, I've been doing a lot of, like, listening to podcasts. Three pod, if you guys are, well, obviously you guys are into podcasts because you watch mine, but three other additional podcasts that would be really, really cool for you guys to um, tap into or to learn about would be definitely the Don't Call Me White Girl show. She is so funny. She is so fucking funny, but she also has really good conversations. And it's also like similar to like what I would want to do. Like she has, it's her as the, the host. And she has like, I think it's one of her producers or, and one of her friends that she always brings. And they like, she'll have, she'll talk like, you know, just her and then she'll bounce her ideas off of them. So I think that was pretty cool. Um, the know for sure podcast, that's actually a fairly new podcast. They only have like eight, uh, seven episodes out right now. I think I have watched every single one. Okay. And every single one, the conversation gets better. Like everything just gets better. And that's a really, it's literally no, uh, K N O W for F O R sure. S U R E. Um, that's with B Simone and her best friend. B Simone is a really, really popping comedian. Um, she was on Wallin' out. Um, what else did she do? She's actually on her own cop comedy tour right now, which is really cool. She also collabed with the 85 South show. Those are really, really funny ass, some funny ass niggas, Carlos Miller, DC Young Fly. Um, and I think that's it, but DC, uh, no, 85 South Show is also a really good, funny one, but that's, I think what's cool about my podcast taste is that, um, Don't Call Me White Girl Show, Poor Minds, that's also one of my biggest inspirations, um, they actually liked my story a couple weeks ago, so <laughs> I'm popular, but Poor Minds, Know For Sure, and Don't Call Me White Girl, those are all women-based, um, podcasts, and I think that's more what I gravitate towards, because I am a woman trying to do this shit too, and it's like, you know, um, but the 85 South Show is all men. And they do have women, like, all, everybody that I've named has been on the 85 South show already. Um, but they do bring women in, and they do they do talk, and they do do the different perspectives. But 85 South show is really, really funny as fuck. It's really um, comedy-based. So for the men out there trying to get into podcasts, I would definitely start with the 85 South show because that shit is going to have you weak as fuck, okay? And it's really going to, like, they really talk about shit. So it's not just, like, you know, just funny shit all the time. But they do really talk about shit. So... For this week's episode, the season premiere of season four, I'm very excited. I keep saying that. Like, I'm really in such a different energy. Like, I think the, I just dropped a interlude. Was that last week or the week before last week? I don't know. Um, I dropped Jay's interlude. That was more a, just a reflection for me because I needed to put out something for you guys because I think, what I, honestly, I thought everybody was going to forget about me. I thought, like, people were going to be like, oh, her podcast, she's been missing for two weeks. Nobody fucks with her no more. Like, her podcast is dead. She's not putting out no more. Info. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really, when you're in that moment and when you're creative and you're taking a break back and, like, when you're taking a break and you're stepping back from your creative mode and you're giving yourself that time, you often be like, damn, everybody's going to forget about me by the time I drop this next episode or this next season. Nobody's going to fuck with me no more. And it's never the case, literally. Like, it's never the case. But I think my friends, like, because I went, I went live yesterday and one of my friends was like, yo, honestly, I was just, like, worried. Like, because I, I never, like, once the, usually once my seasons end, I'm already hitting my audience with the next season's premiere date. 
but I never put out a date. I didn't put out a date until maybe two weeks ago. So everybody was just like, damn, like, she's not putting out no dates. She's not saying nothing. So like, I'm sorry if I worried everybody. I'm not gonna lie. I did have a lot of stuff on my mind. Um, clearly, like, as I stated in the interlude, if you didn't watch Jay's interlude, there's no video of it. It's just audio. So um, Jay's interlude is literally just an audio um, episode. I think it's about 38 minutes, I think. I don't know. But it is a good episode. It's just it's just going to show you my reflections that I usually do for myself. And it's just going to show you that I allow myself myself time to grow. I allow myself time to really process things. And I think that was a really good um, way for me to let you guys know that that was what I was doing. So like I said, there's no video, but it's just audio. And it's really, really good. I don't want to say that it's not necessarily sad because I think at the end I kind of spin it. But it's just really eye-opening because it really makes you think like everybody can sit behind a camera and make themselves look happy. Everybody can sit behind a camera and make themselves look like their life is all together and make themselves look like everything is fine and everything is peaches and cream when it's really not. So I think that it was good for me to just put that out there because I don't know, my, my audience, my followers and all that stuff, they weren't expecting it. They didn't know that it was coming. So it literally was just a surprise drop that I did on, um, I think it was either last Friday or the Friday before. I can't remember. But that was important to me for me to at least give you guys something to let you know where I was at. So if you didn't, like I said, if you didn't listen to that, please go head over and to head over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify to listen to that. Like I said, it's not on YouTube. There's no video. Um, there will be video and audio for every episode that I drop coming forward for season four. Um, I've been really good at doing both the audio and the video because that was, you know, something that was really important to you guys was the video. So I've been really, really good at that. I'm going to continue to do that so that every episode that I drop is going to always have audio and video unless I say otherwise, which I probably won't. But yeah, let's get into it. So this week I have some things that I want to talk about. Some really, really good things. First of all, I want to say rest in peace to Kevin Samuels. Okay, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna take it there. We're going we're gonna to take it there. I want to talk about Kevin Samuels very briefly because first of all, I'm not going to hold y'all. When Kevin Samuels was alive, I didn't really fuck with Kevin Samuels, and I have never watched a full Kevin Samuels interview, whatever the fuck. I have never watched a full video of him speaking ever. Let me tell you why. Because I personally feel like he pins, or not even pins us against each other, I just feel like he's very clear on his stance between dark-skinned women and lighter-skinned women. I'm a light-skinned woman, so... That whole light skin privilege is very real. Like, I, it's very, very relevant. And I think that it's important for me as a light-skinned woman and as a black girl in general overall to point that out because colorism is a thing. Colorism is very real. And we have to understand that the darker-skinned women or the brown-skinned women with that rich melanin, they get treated a different kind of way in certain industries. They get tr treated like they're less than in certain industries when it compared to me of the fairer skin of the lighter skin. So I think Cameron Samuels I mean, in a lot of his conversations or in a lot of his clips, I kind of felt that. I kind of felt that colorism and I don't fuck with that because I kind of relate colorism. Colorism and racism are very different, but they're, they're kind they kind of go hand in hand and I don't fuck with nothing that has to do with any of that. Um, and I always felt like Kevin Samuel was, was very sexist. I always felt like he was always on the man's side, always, you know what I'm saying? But until I had a conversation with one of my friends, Tonio, when I was in Atlanta, the 
last last time, but he I was we were, we were I don't know how he got on the Kelvin Samuels topic, but he was still alive then, obviously. But I said that to my friend, and I was like, I just think he's sexist. I feel like he's always on a nigga side. Like he's not really promoting women as much. And my friend Tony was like, No, like you, he doesn't like he's not like that. Like you gotta really, you gotta really get into his work. You gotta really like. This is what my friend said. I ain't done it because I just haven't had the want to. But my friend was like, no, like you got to really give him a chance because he's not really sexist. Like he comes off as that, but he's not really like that. So that's when I kind of was just like, fuck it. He's just not for me. Then he died. And it was just like, whoa. Like I remember I was at the basketball courts with my friends because I was watching them play basketball. And one of my friends, I was like, yo, like Kevin Samuel died. And he was like, no, like what? Cause like, what? Like the Mika is just, it's just like the, I'm at a loss for words just even describing that moment of finding out because it's just like, no way. Like what? And then to find out that he died, like in the middle of like interacting with a a woman of like, like it was just, the whole story is just weird. And I'm not even, I didn't do much research. I didn't do, cause I don't want to. My point is bringing him up is that there's been a lot of people that have been basking and have been excited about his death and that I don't understand I feel like no matter if you disagree with somebody no matter if you don't have the same ideas as somebody no matter if you don't like them as a person when somebody dies death is permanent death is something that you cannot reverse you can't bring somebody back after they already crossed that line of death I strongly believe we're all here and we're all put on this earth to fulfill a purpose we're all put on this earth to do something and clearly he did what he had to do which was like you know like pick people's brain and just like force people to see things differently and for like he may not have his I think his I just think his overall delivery and saying certain things to women was completely wrong in so many instances. I think that's why I'm completely turned off by him because I respectfully, I don't fuck with no man talking to me any kind of way because first of all, I don't know who the fuck you thought you were, but I'm not that girl. Like you're not going to demean me and fucking make me feel less than you because I'm calling in for your advice. Like, first of all, I think we gave Kevin Samuels too much power. Like the fact that women were calling in and asking for his advice, like he was God and like he was really going to like, not even to make it sound like that, but like calling into him to make it seem like he had all the answers is just where we fucked up. Cause what the fuck? But no. Anyway, I just don't think that his death was anything to be celebrated despite how we all may feel about him. Cause at the end of the day, death is death. And I feel like everybody should get their rightful, rightfully earned spot in this world and their rightfully earned life to live. Cause we don't ask to be here. We are brought here by our parents and what we do on this earth from being brought here by our parents is what we're supposed to do. We have to fulfill that completely. And whether he fulfilled his life purpose or not, no matter what, he still deserved to live. So I think it just fucks me up when everybody's on social media congratulate, like, oh, he had to die. He needed to die. He was talking all that shit about women. He was like, no, bruh, no, no, no. We're not going to sit here and fucking pick at that man because of the things that he said because he's dead now we're not gonna do that we're not gonna do that because we can't glorify somebody dying just because we didn't disagree we didn't agree with them that is so wrong that is morally and ethically wrong so i don't fuck with that so to sum that shit up rest in peace kevin samuels um i think 
I do think that he, our, I think our, our male generation gave him that leverage. Our male generation gave him that platform because there was a lot of men that agreed with what he, what the fuck he was saying about women. So the reason he got that pedestal and that platform was a hundred percent because of men siding with what he said, but, or the things that he would say. So rest in peace to him. We need to chill out on the Kevin Samuels shit because that's, whoa, like, whoa. Next topic. So pretty much like I wanted to sort of rebrand Just Jay coming back for the fourth season. And when I say rebrand, I mean like I just wanted to do things differently. I wanted a new setup. I wanted a new feel. I wanted a new energy towards this. And I think I did a good job of doing that because I just think change brings about like optimism. Like, you know, like I don't know why I keep saying like. Like, I'm nervous. Well, actually, I'm not going to lie. I have not been behind a camera or recorded a podcast episode like this in weeks, child. Okay, so welcome back to me. Thank you. But I needed a new, I really, truly feel like the setup and me, like, taking the time and, like, getting myself together was what did it for me. Because, okay, so I wasn't ready to talk about this in the interlude that I did, but I've low-key been going through, like, a... I don't want to say a friendship breakup, but that's really what's been happening. Um, I just have been working on my relationships with everybody in my life, and I'm picking apart what I don't like and what I do like. And I'm really focusing on the things that I do like because we can't always focus on the negative things because that's when we're going to harp on it and dwell on it. But I've really been, I've low-key been calling myself out on my bullshit, and I think that's what that's what you have to do when you're trying to set boundaries and when you're trying to strengthen your relationships or strengthen your relationship with yourself, you, which all tie hand in hand. You need to call yourself out on your bullshit and analyze any selfishness within you. Because, you know, we always like to say, like, oh, I'm a great communicator. I'm a great friend. I'm not selfish. I'm so this. I'm so that. But realistically, from another person's standpoint, some people might not characterize you as that. Some people might not say she's a good communicator. Some people would say that you need to work on your communication skills. But everything in our lives, we do need to work on. So I think that's just where I was at in my life when I dropped Jay's interlude. Because, you know, I was separating myself from friendships and from relationships that I obviously cared about and I loved. And I, you know, had a special place in my heart for. But I think when you really take the step back and analyze every person in your life, you realize like, you know what? Okay, this friendship is not for me. This relationship is not for me. And I need to distance myself or remove myself from this person. So I think that's what I was going through and just trying to figure out who I'm, we really need to establish our tribe. Like everybody around us has to be or play an intricate part in our life. Like you can't just, I'm I'm getting older. I'm 22 now. (laughs) I could really say that I'm 22. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm 22 now, like, I don't want to be stressed. I don't want to feel like I have people in my life who aren't, who don't have my best interests at heart. I don't want to feel like that. I think we're too old and we're too grown at this point to really be letting our relationships just do whatever. I think I really need to be like, you know what? Okay, this is what I don't like that you do or you don't fulfill me in this way. So let me just take a step, take a step back and really figure out what's, what's, what's in me that I need from you. 
because um when I was going through the Jay's interlude like maybe a week and a half two weeks before I even dropped that episode I had been on TikTok one day and I saw this girl who beautiful girl I don't know her name I swear I wish I could remember her name because it was so unique it reminded me of my name and I I remember like seeing it and I was like I'm not gonna say this because I don't like when people say like look at my name and fuck it up you know because I don't know I just her name was so beautiful I'm gonna figure it out I don't know but she was saying that she you know her therapist had like gave her knowledge one day and it was just like when you I'm the type of person that isolates when I feel some type of way or when I'm going through something, right? And the girl was like that too. She explained that. And her therapist was like, when you have an isolated, no, let me scratch that. Hyper-independency. Hyper-independency is when you feel like you have to do everything by yourself. And when you are hyper-independent, which means pretty much extremely independent. I identify with that because I am extremely hyper-independent. So her therapist was like, listen, you don't have to be hyper-independent when you're going through sad things. It's okay to lean on your tribe. That's what your tribe and your people around you are there for. So her therapist gave her the homework assignment to reach out to your friends. Tell them, listen, I'm not in the best headspace. This is what I need from you. Because you can't ask for help without saying what you need them to do for you. So that resonated with me, and I literally did it. Um, there was this one day where I was just so sad and I was literally crying. I like to go to the cemetery because my, um, my cousin Khalid that passed away, I've talked about him so many episodes at this point. I like to go to the cemetery when I feel like I have a lot on my mind or whatever, because that just makes me feel connected to him. It makes me feel closer to him. So I went there one day and I was just so overwhelmed with emotion. I was so sad. I was really, I was really going through it when just, when Jay's interlude had dropped I was really going through it because of this one particular relationship that I had in my life that just wasn't going how I needed it to go it just wasn't so yeah boom so I needed I was just going through this one like a a, a friendship breakup okay they happen so I was going through that and I was just having a really hard day and that TikTok was in my head and it was like you know what reach out to your tribe so I texted two of my guy friends um Zaire and Angelo and they came running for me like Shout out to Angelo, because for real, like, without him, I probably, that day would have been so, like, it would just, oh my God, like, I couldn't imagine going through that, or continuing to go through that day alone, because I didn't realize how much I really needed his energy, like, I don't know, but realistically, the whole point is, I want to be able to rely on the people that I have around me, I want them to love me wholeheartedly, I want them to respect me, I want them to, I want us, and, and vice versa, not even just, like, that's what I want from them, and I'm not giving that, but I'm, 100% going to give them whatever I want them to give to me. But I just want genuine, real relationships around me. Like, that's that's what I need in my life. And I think that's what everybody should um, try to do, which is, like, just make sure everything in your life is going how you want it to. And the things that are not going how you want, analyze them and figure out what you can do to change them. So that's definitely what I think is one of my challenges right now. And also, I'm just overcoming stagnance. Like, I think when I dropped just uh, Jay's interlude, I don't know why I keep trying to say just Jay's interlude. That's weird. But when I dropped Jay's interlude a couple weeks ago, I was very much in a place of, okay, well, I'm just going to sit here and make it work. Like, suffering and just, like, I'll make it work. And I realized, like, I got to, instead of having that mindset, I need to actually set things in motion. I need to, I need to stop 
just forcing myself to make things work when I can really go around that and do other things to make it even better and be happy while doing it and not just making it work, you know? So I think that's what I've been overcoming with like everything in my life. Just trying to, I just got a second job um, just to bring in more revenue for real. Like, cause I have things that I really want to do like this podcast, you know, this setup was not cheap. Okay. Like I really had to, you know, put my money into it and put my ideas into it and figure out what I needed and what was going to make it feel what I wanted to, what I wanted it to feel like. And I think I've done that, but definitely think that I had to change my mindset. And I say this all the time, but it's about really like, it's okay to, you know, sit in whatever you're dealing with or feel whatever you're feeling right now. But as long as you change your mindset at the end of that, everything will be better because sitting in how you feel or sitting in your negativity is only going to swallow you up. And I, I, I told myself after I recorded that interlude, like, I'm not letting this swallow me up. Like I can't, like I came way too far. Like once you overcame certain shit in your life, like you were, you can't let depression or sadness or anything like that fuck with your groove. Like you can't, like you literally cannot. So I think that was just one of the hardest things that I had to overcome. And it scared me a little bit. It scared me because I hadn't been sad like that in a while. So I think there was just a lot of things that triggered all of those emotions to come up in me. And, um, when you're triggered like that, you're often like, damn, like, I didn't know this was still such a traumatic trigger for me. I didn't know that this was so prevalent for me. So I think I've just been trying to really work through my behind the scenes shit so that I can appear my best and I can really be my best, you know? Um, also, relationships I've been like I said I've been really focusing on my relationships my platonic relationships specifically um because a platonic relationship is an intimate or affectionate relationship but not sexual so that could be a friendship a family member whatever so when I say my relationships that I've been working on that's a hundred percent platonic all of them as we know I'm single as a pringle okay been single big big single not the little no I'm just kidding but I'm single, been single, will I forever be single? I tell y'all that all the time. So I'm not talking about anything that has to do with like a romantic partner. I'm literally talking about my friendships, my family relationships, all of that. And I think that everything just ties into each other. So I started reading this book called The Alchemist. If you haven't read this book, I suggest you do so because this book has just already taught me a lot. I'm only, I'm only on... um page 60 something I think but this book has already taught me a lot and in this book they talk about personal legends and I'm just gonna read you a little excerpt from the book because I think um it really opened my eyes and I feel like it really will open you guys eyes as well this is the alchemist page 23 to 24 so basically it starts off like this for several reasons but let's say that the most important is that you have succeeded in discovering your personal legend. The boy didn't know what a person's legend, a person's personal legend was. It's what you, it's what you have always, I, okay, I'm dyslexic, okay? Can I read? Are you making me nervous? What the fuck? Anyway, back to, okay, let me try this again. A personal legend is what you have always wanted to accomplish. Everyone, when they are young, knows what their personal legend is. At that point in their lives, everything is clear and everything is possible. They are not afraid to dream and to yearn for everything they would like to see happening for them in their lives. But as some time passes, a mysterious force begins to convince them 
that it will be impossible for them to realize their personal legend. It force, it's a force that appears to be negative, but actually shows you how to realize your personal legend. It prepares your spirit and your will because there is no great truth on this planet. If there is one great truth on this planet, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm fucking this fucking book up, whatever. There is one great truth on this planet. Whoever you are or whatever it is that you do, when you really want something, it's because that desire originated in the soul of the universe. It's your mission on earth. Then it goes on to say, to realize one's personal legend is a person's only real obligation. All things are one. And when you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it. I'm going to break that down real quick. I think our personal legends are what our life purpose is. So what the part that really stuck out to me is that basically when a person is young or like in their 20s like me when they're thriving, that's when they think that their personal legend is the most accomplishable or that's when their personal legend looks the clearest to them, which I can resonate because being that I'm young, like I feel like the world, you, when you're young, you feel like you can do anything, which you can, the world is in your hands. You can do anything that you want to do when you're young. And I think when they were talking about the force that um, comes later on, that, that is negative, that makes you think that you can't do it, it's just your self-doubt. And it's just your where you are in your life. Because some people will see that their their purpose is something greater, right? And then they go through their life trying so hard to obtain it, so hard to obtain it. And then they get to their 30s or their 40s and they feel like they're almost there, but they haven't yet quite accomplished or gotten to what their life's purpose is yet. So they often lose hope because that self-doubt kicks in. Self-doubt is supposed to be, like the book said, it's it seems negative, but it's supposed to help you further get to that purpose. So it's actually a positive in disguise as a negative. This book has really forced me to really think about that. Because it's just like, and it makes so much sense. It really correlates to where I'm at in my life now. Because I, right now, I think I'm on top of the world, but I know like, because even I struggle with that self-doubt. Like, even at the ending of season three, like, I I know what my life's purpose is. Respectfully, I think my life's purpose is very criminal justice related and is very podcast related. So, my life's purpose as a criminal justice aspect is to shed light on the areas that need reform in the criminal justice system and use my voice and use my outspokenness to bring attention to the things that aren't being brought attention to. And I think my life's purpose is really to, you know, those white politicians and those white governors and those white officials that feel like they're so entitled and feel like they're doing everything the right way. My life experiences and my life in general, I have seen so many things in the criminal justice system that haven't been correct and that haven't been just and that haven't been morally okay. So I think my life's purpose, 100%, is to be that person that points out the things that I don't agree with and it points out the things that I don't think are morally just. On the podcast aspect, I think my life's purpose, I think my life's purpose was always the criminal justice aspect, but I also acquired a new hobby and I acquired a new talent with this podcast shit. So I can really, my life's purpose can be done and can be portrayed in any avenue. Like, I, like right now I'm getting my master's degree in criminal justice. That's, all, that's my life's purpose. Like, school was always a part of my life's purpose. So I always knew where I was headed. I just acquired something new to bring into that. 
So this podcast could be a great platform for me to raise my voice with that too. So, and for me to raise my voice with so many other things actually, but my life's purpose is really to stand out. My life's purpose is to be a Jayla Hill, which is being unique. My life's purpose is to be different. My life's purpose is to never let anybody silence me because that's something my parents have always taught me. Don't ever let anybody silence you. Don't ever let anybody make you feel like you can't say certain things or you can't be a person because because they're not. I can be anything that I want to be in this world. But I think the fact that I identified with my life's purpose, this book resonates with me so much more. So definitely Paolo Coelho, The Alchemist. I literally made one of my friends buy me the whole his whole series. So I have it in my in my house. And as I as I keep reading, I'm gonna bring you guys like excerpts and book reviews and all that stuff. So because one of my um brothers actually was like, yo, you should start doing book reviews or just reviews on certain topics or certain videos and everything on your YouTube and on your podcast. So I'm definitely gonna be incorporating like my review aspect on that. But um, because books, bro, I could give you so many book reviews right now, so many movie reviews right now. Like I'm I'm touching every avenue. That's what I want to do. I want to touch every avenue. But um, that's why I think it's the importance of your purpose. And first of all, identifying with your purpose is very important because then you know where you're going in life and you know what you're going to do in life. And I think it's important to also pay attention to your relationships that you have around you and the tribe that you build because your, your partnerships and everyone around you should contribute to your purpose. Like all of my friends, they know what my purpose is because they watch me. They watch, they watch my show. They watch me build my show to what it is right now. All of my friends know this is my lane. They know speaking for others that can't really, you know, use their voice or using my voice to shed light on things is my purpose. My friends know that. And those are my friends because they add to my purpose and they make me, my purpose feel like it's like I'm doing it right, you know? So everybody around you should add or contribute to your purpose in some kind of way or contribute to your drive to want to focus on your purpose. Because um, I think what I've also learned is that we have to distinguish between our relationships in life. And sometimes we have purpose mates and we have soulmates. Soulmates, I think, could be in the form of a friend or in, in an um, intimate relationship. That's somebody that you your soul connects to, that you just connect to on a different level. The chemistry is different. The vibe is different, all that. But a purpose mate is pretty much everybody that's in my life right now. My purpose mates are the people that I'm supposed to be fulfilling my purpose with. My purpose mates could probably be like... Like say, okay, so I found, I learned about a purpose mate from the Know For Sure podcast. And the way that they broke it down was like, the Know For Sure podcast is two, co- is two hosts and they're two best friends. So it's B. Simone and her best friend, Megan. Her best friend, Megan, is a smart ass woman. I fuck with her heavy. And she was just like pretty much that B. Simone is her purpose mate. Like that's the person that she's supposed to be doing the podcast with because that's in their purpose. Like their podcast is really, it's, 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 it promotes women empowerment. It promotes positive relationships as women. It promotes positive friendships. It promotes love. And that's their purpose. That's their message. My podcast promotes the same thing. Pretty much. It promotes women standing up for themselves and using their voice in different ways. It promotes 
coming together with different people for whoever I collab with or whoever I decide to bring on the show, it just promotes diversity. It promotes difference. It promotes living in your truth. And I think that B. Simone and Megan, the point that they made was B. Simone is the face. B. Simone is the comedian. She's the the one that is in the spotlight and Megan is behind her and Megan is okay with being behind her because she is not the one that wants to be front and center. B Simone's purpose is to be front and center. It's is to be the spotlight. Megan's purpose is to be behind her and be the person that has everything in order. If she's the one that's, you know, doing all the behind the scenes, that's her purpose. Um, so it's important to know who your purpose mate is and your purpose mate doesn't always have to be somebody that you're intimate with. Because I think a lot of people, you know, you go into a partnership or a business with your your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, and it doesn't always have to be like that. Your purpose mate and the, purpose, the person that you, you know, do business with can very much be your friend. It doesn't always have to be. I think that's just my main, the main point of this podcast episode is that you are allowed to have... My friend is calling me right now have to wait because what the fuck bro but anyway yeah it's important to just know that it's okay to have platonic relationships not everything has to be intimate not everything has to be um yeah so that's the gist of this week's episode thank you guys for tuning in thank you guys for um being so supportive thus far thank you guys for four amazing seasons i'm so happy to be back as you can see the setup is amazing my energy is amazing. I'm back and I'm motherfucking better. And yeah, who gonna stop me? Nobody. But some things coming up for this season. I have some really good collabs. I know I say that all the time. I know. But for real, like I can actually have people here now. Like I actually have the space for them and all that. So collabs coming very soon. I'm gonna have some really good conversations, some really good perspectives, some really good people, some really good things. Uh, season four is about to be... okay i'm manifesting this season four is about to be the best season thus far season four is about to really take us to the next level and season four is about to be our meal ticket to blow them bitches out the water (laughs) but yeah thank you guys for another amazing season premiere i love y'all um i'll be back with another episode next friday bye